Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, and Mike rounding out the crew. If that weren't enough, and of course it's not, we need uh, standbys. We need extra crew, and that would bring us to Barry the Boater. So we have uh, a full crew, pretty much, I guess. Actually, four crew kind of, that still kind of makes it a bare bones charter no, no, when no, it no. comes to the World no, of no. Boating, doesn't it? One captain, three crew. One captain, three crew. That sounds even Stand smaller, by, huh? That sounds even smaller. Have you looked at our crew, though, Patrick? I try not to. Yeah. Uh, nobody, we nobody wants to look at us. Start navigating the latest AV or boating news and information. Uh, we we do need to catch up on some viewer mail, so let's go right to it. Here here's what we got here, Patrick. Hey, this is Brian House Connect, one of your loyal listeners. Okay. Hey, uh, didn't look like you had a show last week, but no, I encourage true. you. Uh, uh, Greg's off on one of his diving trips or something. Mm-hmm. Have Patrick run the show. He uh, does a good job. And I really enjoyed the videos uh, he posted last week, and I hope this maybe this week you guys will talk about uh, his um, boating expedition or ex- escapades down in the Keys. Uh, those are some very cool videos and a lot of good information. Looking forward to your show. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you, regardless of uh, it being what Patrick's – was that your brother, cousin? <laughs> what was that? Obviously a fan. That was Obviously Ryan. a fan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and are you feeling threatened now, Greg? No, no. I mean, I'm I'm glad you're you're paying people are, off to are, are, call are, into the show like I, that. I, you're you're starting to sweat. Hey, Greg. Yeah. Yes, Mike. He has a fan. He does. <laughs> you only need one. You only need one. Well, there's yeah. mom, there's dad, and then maybe your brother, cousin, whatever. Well, yeah. I would rather one, is, ha- one would, is a higher number than zero. I got. I, got <laughs> I would rather have more people, as we all know, and this is true, dislike me than like me because the people that dislike me are more apt to listen so that they can continue to hate. Okay, that's strange. What? Yeah, that's twisted. Uh, yeah, no, they, they hate you because they're jealous of <laughs> is, you. That's is it, where isn't you're that supposed what to drove go with Stern? That. Isn't that what uh, people jealousy? Howard Stern. More people. More people would listen to him because they hated him, but they wanted to hear what he was going to say next. Um. Well, okay. Or they they hate his success. They're jealous of his success. Well, now, but not when he was at uh, in Washington D.C. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, but, regardless, uh, the answer to our listeners' question is absolutely no. I will never let Patrick do the show by himself. Do you? Do you listen to him? Have you heard him? All right. Let, let's, Does he know <laughs> what buttons to press over there? Oh what, hell no! What let, the colors on the on the board mean? And all this the, is my oh, magic, Mike. Let, let, let me. <laughs> Let me say, okay, go ahead. Many, many, many years ago, three studios ago, Greg was out and Bill was running late. So, what? I don't remember this. Oh, I've got video of it. Yeah. So, it was, I was running the board and starting the show. Hmm. Yeah. And it, and it totally was, fell apart. It was a disaster. Mm. <laughs> oh, so it, I, I don't remember it. I, it's not that I blocked it out. Is what I, I think you were you were you were somewhere overseas uh, diving, probably underwater. Um, you know, 
with the the sharks, like I was last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to yeah. be able to pat your head and rub your belly at the same time. Yeah, actually, oh, it we, was it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> we just got jammed up on our schedule, and and we couldn't put a, a show together. Uh, so yeah, that's why we we skipped one last week. And listen, so I gave I, everybody a break. I, yeah. I always try to put a positive spin on, especially when it comes to me, because I, I really take that stuff well, personally. Well, Captain Patrick but, is known as being Mister Positive. Let's be real. But there there was no saving that first fifteen minutes of the show. It was a first of all, I was by myself. Uh huh. So that's hard enough to do um, because I've got nobody to bounce off of. Yeah. Um, and or abuse did any color right. colorful language no, fly? no 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 oh, I, you held I, it under I, control I, I know better than that <laughs> but it was it was it was tough a charlie it, foxtrot as yeah. we say in the biz right yeah yeah okay. i was i was i was woefully unprepared so be um, careful what you wish for you may not want it yeah that, that would not be good look I, right. I i know what my role is um and i'm perfectly fine with that um, I do appreciate uh, the uh, the nice comments, though the positive comments. And I was Greg because I know how you follow the uh, world of boating related on to this Facebook. Guy? Oh, um, no! But I was doing these like pop up videos um, while I was down at our international dealer sales sales conference. Well, tell at- us about that. What was that all about? I thought I was. If you could just kind of. Just yeah, we'll get to it. Just concentrate on the board there and make like you're doing something and just let me talk and finish a thought. This would go so much easier. It's so a one hour smoother. show, Patrick. Let's go. Good <laughs> Lord, let's go. Then stop interrupting me. <laughs> He's the facilitator. <laughs> so uh Regal Marine Industries just recently, I mean the twenty twenty model year is our fiftieth anniversary in business. Um, proud to say I'm coming up on my 34th year with them. And, uh, yes, they are still in business despite my 43, 34 years of working for them. Um, so we had our, uh, international dealer sales conference was down at Ocean Reef Club down on Key Largo. Mm-hmm. Um, we unveiled six new models. Uh, in fact, I think we're going to have, uh, Jake Cook, the, uh, North American, uh, sales manager is going to join us, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, what what we unveiled, and kind of what's happening in the industry. But during the event, I was kind of giving the people that follow on Facebook uh, some look ahead just as we were getting ready to unveil, like the opening night boat parade. They got to see some of the new boats minutes before our dealers. Now, I couldn't do it days before because – I probably would have got fired, and that's no, that's not a joke. But minutes as they were leaving the dock, I was able to do that. I also did uh, as I was out running a uh, twenty nine OBX, which, which was a twin engine uh, Yamaha powered uh, bow rider. I had the camera focused on the Optimus control pad mm-hmm. to show the thrust, how that looks and what happens as i was maneuvering uh the boat around and how it kind of all shifts back and forth and how on that that digital display you can see all that um so you can see what engine is doing which and to what percent um in forward Mm -hmm. uh in reverse so that was pretty neat and you know people started of course logging in you know i'm i gotta watch where i'm going i got the camera hovering over here and of course i'm using the joystick but in the meantime the whole time that we we're down ocean reef it it was blowing probably about 30 mile an hour every oh, day yeah. so it it was it was 
a little choppy. Um, so with that Optimus system, real quick, those engines, they, they articulate independently? Yeah. And in fact, um, as I'm talking here, as I'm running that video, so uh, if you go to the World of Book, uh, the World of Boating on Facebook and you scroll back about a week and you'll see a video where I start to focus on the digital display. Right. And it starts to show the percentage and forward and reverse. And as they switch back and forth, and all I'm doing there is I'm manipulating manipulating the joystick to maneuver the boat sideways, spin mm-hmm. it in a circle, just so that people who were logged in, they could kind of see visually I don't need to show you the engines. That's boring. But this is kind of neat because, again, you you get to see Mm -hmm. better how that system works. Right. And, you know, as everything shifts and to what percent to make the boat do different things. So it's not a this is a this is a highly intelligent system, the Optimus um, control package. And that's that that boat was what size? This is a 29 OBX. So this is a 29 foot bow rider. Double step hull, performance hull bottom, twin Yamaha outboard right. engines, only offered in that package with the double step hull. Yeah. The uh, single step version is an IO, but that's the twenty eight hundred. Yeah, uh, this is the the sister. That's to so that. amazing compared to like my boat, which has like nineteen thirties technology, straight shaft <laughs> inboard, and you know two two gear shifts and two throttles, and that's it. Yeah, not even, the, a, not even a bow thruster. But you know what? I, I've ta- we've talked about that before. And the thing is, the boats like yours and the boats that I grew up on and, and learned how to drive initially, the multi-engine, uh, multiple controls, it was skill-based. I mean, and it was a skill that you never could get complacent. You could never get truly too comfortable because when you did, that's when something bad was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, but you had to know how to drive the boat. Yeah, and you had to know rule number six. <laughs> Never approach a dock faster than you're willing to hit yes. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's rule number six? That's rule number six. But with, yeah. <laughs> with, with those controls, I mean, you had to sp- – and, and we're not even talking about bow thrusters. We're just strictly yeah. talking about using split controls, multi-engine. So you're using the shifters to walk the boat into the dock, to the dock, or back into your slip. Yeah. So you had to know – you had to have a better understanding of your boat. And the wind and – Current right. I mean, you're paying attention that, to the pennants, the flags as you're coming in, yeah. which way the wind is. And as you come into the area where your slip is, is it swirling around in there? What's the current doing? You know, you'd always t- kind of back off just a little bit, just to kind of observe and see what was happening before you just kind of go charging in right. and but, get yourself in but trouble. The, but this system and systems like it, you pull up and the boat can go sideways against the wind into the slip. Yeah. yeah it's just amazing. That's cool. That's amazing technology. Good stuff. Uh, Optimus Prime. That's uh, is responsible for that technology. That's what <laughs> I heard. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Arr, why buy a house when he can buy a houseboat? Yarr! Don't forget to check out the galley. That's real shag carpeting. Arr. Baby, back her down the rain and don't jackknife it. Let's see how many people we can fit inside. I think we got half of the town invited for some beer on a boat on a Saturday. A few good friends just floating away. The world looks better through a cool pair of shades with some beer on a boat on a Saturday. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike, and Barry to boat around and out the crew today. Uh, we are on Facebook Live, and we apologize in advance if you check that out online. However, we are uh, joined by a special guest right now. You were spending time, uh, quality time with them this week down in the Keys, right, Patrick? Is that right? Well, yeah. I, I would term it as uh, quality time. Jake may have another uh, feeling about that. Yeah, well, I'm sure he does. He, he's probably blocked it out already. But Jake is with <laughs> us from uh, Regal. Jake Cook uh, is the North American sales manager at Regal Marine Industries, Regal Boats. And uh, was kind enough to take some time out of his busy Saturday to join us and talk a little bit about what went on down at uh, Ocean Reef with all the new boats that were introduced. Welcome, Jake. How are you, buddy? Doing good. How about you guys? Thanks for having me on. We are. Uh, we're doing great. You know. Uh, so, was it quality time with Patrick this week, or did you try to avoid him at all costs, like we do? No, it was. We uh, we really appreciate everything Patrick does for us. He keeps our our dock running down there, making sure we get all of our dealers and customers out on the boat. And uh, 
you know, that's what they're all down there for. So it was definitely a great week, a little windy, but overall just an amazing, uh, an amazing week with great weather, great people, and an awesome location at Ocean Reef. I'm, I'm really concerned if we're even talking about the same person, but I'll leave that for another day. <laughs> But uh, but wh- how did the event go from your perspective, Jake? I would imagine uh, uh, fairly well, huh? Yeah, the, the event was awesome. So we got to celebrate our 50th anniversary with all of our dealers as well as unleash our uh, not only our new products, but any product updates we made for the upcoming 2020 model year. So fantastic to be able to get everybody together and celebrate and uh, go over the new stuff we have as we continue to try to push the industry forward. Now, Jake, that was six new models introduced, correct? Uh, five new models and a significant redoing of our flagship, the 42, but five all new models. So we weren't trying to shortcut it. That's five boats that incorporated new tooling. Yeah. That's, that's new hulls from the keel up new decks. Yes. Yep. Yep. And- so, so sometimes the manufacturers like to cheat, cheat what a new model is. But that's real new models. Yeah. That, that was a, uh, uh, a fairly extensive undertaking uh, from the engineering standpoint and from manufacturing, you know, kind of getting everything up and running. So, you know, everything from, you know, the new smaller boats, which are, are offered as uh, IOs and outboards, that new 38 SAV. I mean, uh, your kind of choice, uh, where you want to go, what you want to talk about. I really, uh, what I heard uh, other than, of course, dealers being overall happy with with everything, really that hard top uh, for the uh, LXs seemed to be really popular. They were asking a lot about when we're putting that on everything. Yeah, the new we have a new power hard top that will go on our sport boats starting this fall. And I think you know the big thing for Regal is whether you're a dealer in the Great Lakes or you know a dealer down in Florida, is we had something new for you. So we're not focusing on one segment there, but introducing. You know, down there we introduced new boats from 22 feet to 38 feet, and IO and, and forward drive power, outboard power. So really, no matter who you are and how you like to boat, you know, we're looking to bring new products forward that fit, you know, your boating lifestyle. What do you think created the most buzz amongst the dealers uh, watching watching these uh, new boats being unveiled? What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I think I think our new 38 probably created the most buzz, mostly because it was the largest new boat we unveiled and. People tend to like the big stuff, but also because it's a little bit uh, more pushing the boundaries for Regal. Some of the other boats, you know, have made really nice improvements over current existing bow riders that we make. But this new 38 with its entertainability, fishability, ability to spend the night on it, go for cruises, it's just it's something that the industry doesn't really have. So that probably generated the most excitement. So when we're talking about the 38 SAV, uh, a sports activity vessel, which uh, we would term it a center console, yes? I would call it a center helm because center okay. console really, really defines a type of boat that's really geared towards fishing. And while this boat technically does have a center console, that's not the defining feature of it. And by no means is it just a fishing boat. Right. And in fact, Greg, you might be interested to know the one that we had set up there with the fishing package, of course, had an onboard generator, sea keeper stabilizer. And I understand, and you, Jake, you can correct me if wrong, but I was told it had a compressor for dive tanks. Ooh, nice. It, yes, it did. It did. So if that's something you're interested in doing, that one had it. And it's really a vessel that's meant to, you know, wherever your boating lifestyle takes you, it'll meet you there. So it can appeal to a large set of customers that do very different things on the water. Now, got it. Now, Jake, now I know being because of our relationship, you give us one free. But for the person <laughs> listening right now, I'm in line. Uh, <laughs> what What is the range of this vessel, depending on how you have it uh, equipped? Yeah, so, you know, one of the things we do is we load the vessels out 
how most owners are going to buy it. We don't try to cheat them down to just hit a shocking price. And then by the time you put the stuff that you're normally going to get on it, um, you know, have a much higher price, but that's boats can be anywhere from 600 to 650 at retail. And, and an important note there is that boat does include a sea keeper standard. So that's kind of, wow, that's uh, nice. try, trying nice. to lead, trying to lead the way with the industry there. That sea keeper technology is really cool. And once you have a chance to use it, it's hard to go backwards. Now, Jake, when we were having the uh, the breakfast meeting, uh, you were a question was directed at you from one of the dealers as, as far as you know the market and uh, numbers and how that relates. And you had some interesting take on that, and I, I know where your your degree from uh, FSU is, you know, in finance. Uh, can you expound upon that a little bit? You know, when you kind of dig deep into that. Where are we at uh, with the boating market, with manufacturing, with our growth? Yeah, so I think you've seen really explosive growth in the entire marine industry over the past couple of years. And I think you'll start to see that tapered off into uh, more sustainable growth. So still growth, but not at the explosive rate that it was. And I think, you know, the big thing is, as we look at the numbers, is the boating industry is so diverse. You have to really break it down to to understand the numbers and unless you're going to spend the time to really look at it, you know, snapshots can be deceiving whether up or down, you have to be able to break it down into segments, size ranges, power choices, you know, overall cost of the boat is there's boats that have a lot more content compared to others. So anytime you look at the overall boating market, it's very important to spend the time to understand what you're looking at. But what we see, and especially at Regal where we are, um, on the higher end of boats is people are moving more and more towards bigger boats and to boats with more content in them. So I remember the days when we used to build a 35 sport coupe with a single seven inch Garmin. Now it's got a 12 inch Garmin standard and things just go up from there. Like that new 38 has got twin 16 inch screens on it. it. Wasn't long ago where, you know, we would have thought a single 12 inch screen would have been more than enough for a boat that size, but people are keep pushing the boundaries on what they want in technology and content and, that seems to be where the market's going. Excellent. Excellent. We love it. Uh, re- I think just go to regalboats.com, right? Yeah. And uh, find out all about the 38 and 36. God knows what else. All right no there. No 36. There's no 30. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a 38. It's a big boat. It's an awesome boat with it's a compressor. It's almost a yacht. He, got, he had me a uh, dive compressor. I love it. <laughs> More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. That's me, along with Captain Patrick, Mike, and Barry to boat around and out the crew. That sounds like an impressive uh, water uh, vehicle there. I, I really think we need to get one, Patrick. Well, Tell Jake just to cruise over. one over. Well, you'll take it over. You can Tell, be the captain. Tell right? your son, Max. He's doing all the documentation for that boat. Well, of course. Yeah, but he's not a captain like you. So you're we're telling him to put you. your name on it. <laughs> No, no, I don't want him to do that. He's already racked up enough bills. You know what I mean? Yes, I think you do know what I mean. So we'll leave it at that for yeah, now. But that, uh, that you know that boat's got port and starboard side aft gunnel entry, Greg. So not only from the uh, swim platform, but you have a port side and a starboard side. So giant stride entries right off the side of the vessel, right, Barry? Barry the bugger knows what I'm talking about. He likes to go bugging for lobster. And he's a diver. I'd rather I'd rather go off the uh, aft end of the boat and then climb up on the side entries. But yeah, you could do it either way. 
Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, to Jake's point, I mean, that boat, uh, you know, center console gets thrown out there, and he's correct. It's, it's a center helm, and that is a huge center. That's four individual captain's chairs right. across. Um, Sweet. What's that, the beam on that boat? Uh, 11, Six two, something. something like huh. that. Um, it's, it's not it's as wide as you would think, but with the three outboards with that mm-hmm. Seakeeper stabilizer, you know, now you don't necessarily, especially with the stabilizers, you don't uh, need okay. beam to compensate for length. Right. Barry, the bo- uh, boater, what do you, what say you? Okay, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention. Spank me later. Okay, so it has three outboards. So you're not going to be diving off the back. I understand why you have your gunnel, uh, your your side. Uh, well, you can, but there'll be stuff in the way. Yeah, that like, that'll no, be up into pieces and things. Well, I right. mean, it's got the, the swim platform comes around the side mm. of the the uh, port and starboard outboard, but I mean, it doesn't completely wrap it. Um, and the boarding ladder is off to uh, one side there. But it it is only available as an outboard model. There there will not be an inboard outboard version of that boat. It's going to be a, a outboard strictly, mm-hmm. totally, one hundred percent. And it's yeah. a, it's a, it was just, it was a great and is a great boat. A great and for the record, boat. we are going to spank uh, Barry the boater. Yeah, I can't believe regardless. he asked for that. <laughs> we would have done it whether he got anything wrong or not. What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Man, I gotta give me one of these bad boys. The upkeep alone would cost you millions. You gotta crew it, maintain it, gas it. This thing drinks five gallons a mile. Joe knows boats. That I do. I wish that we could sail our sad days away forever in deep blue seas of paper mache. When we join the yacht club. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry, the boater, and Mike. We just haven't come up with a proper name for him yet, but it'll happen at some point. You'll say something, you'll do something, and it'll stick. I have a committee. I have a committee together working on that. Work, working yeah. on your yes. uh, call sign? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Magic Mike didn't stick because we saw him dance. Yeah, and, that's that's not, yeah, nobody wants we, to see we, that. <laughs> we tried to block it out. Nobody but, uh, wants to picture that either. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we are here to navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, uh, I have, have one more question. Oh, yep. okay. Go ahead, Barry. No, I spanking? was just wondering because it's expensive <laughs> to start out, build a boat from scratch. So how do you go about doing, what's the process? Do you just meet together for beer and pizza or do you actually sit down and do research to figure out what the public may be looking for in the future? Well, yeah, that, the, the beer and pizza method has been proven not to be very successful. Wrong. Um, that's how you wind they up. They still do that. That's how you wind up with bayliners. No, I know <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I mean, they set the engineers down. I know this because my son's working with uh, your crew over there at Regal now, and 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 they, yeah, they get together and they sit in front of, in front of their computers. They might have a pizza or so at lunch, and mm-hmm. they'll compare notes and, and like, I, all right, design and this pops thing. Pops a boat. 
Out pops a boat. That's what it is. Pizza, <laughs> beer, and computers. Yeah, that's we, all you need. We have naval architects. You know, we'll we'll have. Okay, this is. This oh, is, there's those two. Right. This yeah. is the concept. Here's the drawing. This is this is what we see. That comes from our designers, and we take it to a naval architect. Naval architect. All right. Now I got to design the hull, the deck, make this work. Uh, all that stuff gets approved. Then the plug. Uh, will either be you know printed or carved out of a block of foam on a computerized router, or we'll build it um, out of wood. And then once we have the plug built, and wait, wait, wait. So they start with the plug and then build the boat around the plug, the okay. boat plug. Let, let me ex- <laughs> let me explain it to you this way. Uh, look at uh, making a cake. Okay, to make a cake, you have to have what the mold, right? Okay. Okay. So you you put all the ingredients in, you bake the cake. What we do is we have to make the cake first. Okay. Then we have to build the pan or the mold off of the cake. How do you keep the gooey mess from just spilling (laughs) all over the table, though? You walked into that one. No, I try (laughs) the simplest analogies with him. You know, and and it just—I don't know if he's just want—he's just being obtuse or combative or what his deal is. But, you know, I, I can't explain it any simpler than that in Greg terms. Hmm. No, no, no. You've got you've to bring it down a couple more levels. Okay. Uh, imagine. Yeah, because he's talking about goo. Right. Yeah, never. never <laughs> I, I just, they just wave a magic wand and voila. Out so, pops a boat. So, Greg. We, oh, I get it now. We build the cake first. <laughs> we actually make the cake first. Then we build the pan off of the cake. The. The. Hmm. The pan would be the mold. Got then, it. Oh, then, I see. What then you mean. once uh, we have that, then we can start making cakes hmm. over and over again. Right. Okay. Got it. Crystal clear. But we do all that at the factory, and then when all those parts are made and built, and then we're you know figuring out the components and making the weights and everything like that, mm-hmm. how it's all going to go together, uh, that's where somebody like your son comes in, and then he starts to document you know, the process and the pieces and the parts and where everything's going. Right. Um, All that computer stuff. Yeah. So, you know, this this was, uh, the in a regular production year, a vessel like the 38 SAV would be enough probably for boat, most boat manufacturers to do four other additional models on top of that um, was, was quite the undertaking. Not to mention, right before that, the 38 had come into the market and the 38 is offered in three versions stern drive gas stern drive diesel and triple outboard and that 38 is that 38 is the grand coupe so that's a uh, cabin cruiser if you will um model Um, a smaller version of the 42 grand coupe i'll take it i I knew you would for free for free he's gonna give us one jake's gonna give us one there right uh for r&d we'll be their research and development team Probably not. I'll buy the pizza. But that's you know, all I'll commit you, to. I'm telling you, you got to talk with Max. Max has got an inroad now with the engineering team. Yeah, he's already told me to pound sand several times when I asked him about that. <laughs> hey, where's the boat, smart boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hey, by the way, uh, I wanted to give a, a a quick shout out and best of luck to. You remember Lauren and Debbie? They did the uh, California to Hawaii race, right? Uh, they are racing again today um, out in Long Beach. Uh, they're doing the Lemwad, which is the Linda Ellis Memorial Women's One Design Challenge. 
which is the premier all-women yacht race on the Pacific Coast. Hmm. Ten women's racing teams from San Francisco to Mexico. So they are listening to us while on their way to Mexico Fantastic. in a race on a sailing yacht. How about that? Sailing what, race yacht. What, what is the name of the race again? It is the Linda Ellis Memorial Women's One Design Challenge, because I guess... A, sh- a longer title wasn't available. Um, <laughs> I thought you know. I thought you said it was there that the acronym you said. It's Lemwad. Lem, you know that's a that's a dance move. That's a, that's a famous dance in Ukraine right now. And it's Ukraine? like the Macarena. Yeah, in, in, in Ukraine. Is that where you start shredding papers, making that motion? Am I? You know what? I think you're, you're onto it. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for listening, guys, girls, or gals, whatever you. you you know. No, they're awesome. I mean, they they're, are. They're getting out, I mean, they're, they're just not out pleasure boating. I mean, they're racing. That's and, and on we we know from sailing. You know, when you're on a racing uh, sail vessel, that's a lot of work. Yeah, uh, even lot even of if work. even if you're running down the coast to Mexico. Hopefully, they can send us a race update. If they're uh, listening, they can unless they're busy text us or something. Busy changing sails. You know, steering. Uh, providing ballast, you know, sitting up on the port starboard side, sailing the reach, you know. Yeah. So, um, best of luck to them uh, in this race, and um, hopefully, you think uh, listening to the world of boating makes them uh, go faster? Sure, all the hot air that comes out of the speaker, yeah, maybe, uh, absolutely, we create uh, airflow. They're trying them. to get out of range of listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're heading south. Quick, get out of air range! Quick, faster! <laughs> yeah. God bless them. Very cool. Um, one important thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, you guys are familiar with, you know, there's a uh, UAW strike ongoing right now, yes. right? Um, th- there could be a disruption with uh, a certain manufacturer's uh, boat engines. I won't say who, uh, yeah. but you may see manufacturers that offer both IOs and outboards might start to produce more outboards um, because the supply of the inboard engines may not be available. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad thing. But you don't want to say who it is. Well, there's another company that uh, also produces inboard engines for, for Stern Drive, but they're casting their own blocks, so they won't have that, that issue. That same issue. Um, mm-hmm. Or they shouldn't. Um, but... Just uh, for the marine industry as a whole, hopefully the uh, the UAW strike, uh, everybody comes to their senses and gets this thing settled because that could, even though you could start start to produce more outboard powered boats, it's still going to have an impact because there are certain boats that are produced that outboards, either you don't have a model for an outboard version of that boat or what your intended use for that boat, such as wake surfing, you legally can't do behind that boat for safety's uh for safety reasons well it hasn't has it come into uh, play yet it hasn't started being not an yet issue. no yeah. not yet it's too early they uh, might resolve this and right and that's what i'm saying we just point but you know hey with the 2020 model year uh set you, you may want to if you're looking at a stern drive um may want to contact whatever uh, the dealer of the, the boat manufacturer of your choice and uh, start making some inquiries Get it now. That's that's all I'm saying. Hmm. Little insider tip from Captain Patrick. Thanks mm-hmm. to the world of boating. Yeah, the rest of the show is you and Mike, because that's all I'm saying. You, Mike, and Barry. I'm done. All right, let's wrap it up, Mike. <laughs> How's it going, Barry? 
<laughs> Barry, I'm doing off to you. <laughs> Just checking on you. Hey, Barry. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, you may be interested in this. I don't know if you saw this story. Uh, Mike saw it, and of course I saw it, and we actually uh, put a poll up on the World Boating uh, Facebook page about this yesterday. Uh, the University of Maine has 3D printed a boat. Really? Yeah, that's yes. easy. Yeah, it's really. And how big is this printer? Uh, they have the world's largest 3D printer. <laughs> the world's largest. So, so it's so, all of like one foot long. <laughs> no, they the the boat yeah. they the boat yeah. they printed is a 25 foot center console. center console. Wow! But get this, weighs 5,000 pounds. Yeah. Well, yeah, they use that. Did they use that filament plastic, or uh, a, how did they like build a composite this with some cellulose in it? Right? So yeah, like wood, wood and plastic, very heavy. Yeah, we're gonna get into that a little bit more when we uh, return from this break. All right. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. explore in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast it was just an old powered boat the 75 johnson with electric choke a young boy, two hands on the wheel I can't replace the way it made me feel And I would turn a sharp knot, make it 
say You can't beat the way an old wood boat rides Just a little lake across the Alabama line But I was king of the ocean When daddy let me drive This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry, the boater, and Mike rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation and boating news. We throw in some aviation stuff in there just for... You know, my little mishaps. Seaplanes. Yeah, there you go. Seaplanes. Right. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for covering me. All right. So, um, I don't know. Have we? Uh, do we have a few more little nuggets that we can share before we head back yes. to the dock there, Patrick, or what? Yeah. What I mean, we, we have uh, some uh, bio-based thermoplastics reinforced by cellulose-based materials. Right. So, yeah. is this the future, despite it being so heavy with this 3D printer that they did this 24-footer, you say? 25. 25-foot, 3D-printed boat. Yeah. It, this is going to be the future. They're going to just spit them out. I don't think so. What do you mean? No. Why? Um, because, well, but the, the, the compromise is probably in how much weight is required to overcome the structural. You know, you get a lot of efficiencies out of a properly, properly designed stringer system. You know, just because you, you do that with a printer, just because you can build it, doesn't mean you should. Well, the three D printed boat that you're talking about, they just printed the shell, I assume, right? Not the whole boat. They, the whole boat. The whole thing was three D printed. Yes, right. sir. But it had except how, for the engine. Well, so they, did they print? <laughs> they had to print all the parts separately then, because they're not all connected to each other, right? I mean, just the shell of the well, vessel. You're about all all the uh, accoutrements that are added to the boat. Yeah, the accoutrements. Yeah, the, whatever the hell the that accou- is. The, the accoutrements. Yeah, the accoutrements. Right. You know, my boat the was accoutrements, actually the produced. Condiments. Yeah. Right. Okay. 3D printed vessel, but it, that's, yeah, that's the boat. That's All right, the hull, deck, center console, everything. Everything that's connected, like the fiberglass part of a boat, all that part. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's probably got more of a tri-hull design. Yeah. Kind it of, looks yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, how it's, would you go about plumbing it and doing all the other stuff that you're required to do if it's all sealed as one unit? Uh, that's just a that's just an upgrade on the the. Well, they'll they'll have three D they'll have three D printed a bilge compartment, so then you'll have to go and install the bilge pump, and you know mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about a blower. Yeah, but, Barry, know, come on. You know, yeah, you, you have to be able to have areas there where you can run your wiring for your nav lights and any wiring for your helm station and stuff like that. Do I think it's the future of? No, I I don't. I think it was an exercise to uh, see that yes, we could do this. I think a practical application for the marine industry would be the ability to 3D print molds Mm -hmm. uh, or plugs, uh, if you will, Um, and, you know, possibly any small parts that would be required for a manufacturer. No, this is the future. Here's my prediction, and I'm right, even when I'm wrong. But what's going to happen, you're going to buy your boat probably through Amazon, and they're going to email it to you. Is a computer file. You're going to take it down to a local shop. They're going to print it out for you. And you got your new boat in 24 hours. Do you have any sure. idea how big this 3D printer is? It's a big ass printer. I'm assuming it's a big ass boat. It's, it's, it's not 25 a, feet long at least. It's not an HP. I can tell you. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> a, okay. It wouldn't have run that long. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so much for um, that sponsorship. <laughs> And then they sit, what I still haven't seen is, I mean, they floated it in a test tank, but one of the things Barry asked, you know, about, you know, what goes into, you know, the process of, you get all the way through where we've, we've got the drawing, we've built the plug, we've made the mold, um, 
we've actually built you know the hull we've built the deck we've got all the 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 furniture the cabinetry the engines all that stuff's been installed in the boat uh the 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 vendors come in you know they they figure out what kind of a windshield and how they're going to manufacture it if it's something that they currently carry or is it something they have to make special for that boat canvas things like that and then you get to the point where okay now we can take it to the water and now what do we have and you'd be surprised that despite all the advances with computerized drafting um, that you could still wind up with something that doesn't run quite as well as intended. Um, I remember back in 2000, we had a design on a double step, 46 foot cruiser hull with a V drive because IPS wasn't even a thing yet. And the thing was at speed, full throttle, this thing was unbelievable how well this boat ran. I mean, the performance, the speed, is crazy. The problem was most people aren't going to run that boat like that. They're going to run it at a cruising speed. And the problem there is the step hole bottom didn't work the way that it was intended. And the boat would kind of fall off a plane and actually wound up taking water in up over the bow. Yeah, either had to go really slow or, or really, really fast. fast. You couldn't go in between. There was no the in between. Step, yeah, hmm. step holes have that. No middle ground. And, right. and well, except for our fast track holes, which mm-hmm. work perfect better across design. the spectrum yeah, yeah. uh but it there's been of course the stories i mean a couple of years ago there's that boat up in the pacific northwest that got launched right out of the shipyard and it, they're doing the big christening and everything like that and it's uh, it's 110 120 foot instant kind of, artificial reef rolled right over kind of an yeah. explorer model had the big bulbous keel yeah and it rolled over as soon as it hit the water it rolled over on its side can't so wait what? to dive that total loss miscalculated yeah. the weight and balance on that one i think little bit. just a little bit beautiful just, reef just a bit outside beautiful reef now yeah. all right well on that note we'll wrap it up till next time remember whether it is sail or motor life, life is, is better, better as a motor say boat everyone World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.